0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show
1: description to support now. Hi, I'm Jessie Tu. And I'm Helen Stenbeck. And you're listening to Asian Bitches Down Under. We're two Taiwanese-Australian sisters, first-generation immigrants, and on this podcast, we talk about race, gender, sexuality, and representation from a uniquely feminist blend of Western and Eastern intersectional lens. Hi guys, Uh, so this week, another really interesting topic we're going to discuss, but uh, right now it's Wednesday, it's super sunny here in Sydney. It's like, hasn't rained in a couple of days. Uh, me dying because I prefer the rain. How are you, hell?:
0: <laughs> I actually prefer the drier weather.
1: Yeah, I, I don't like the rain
0: because it gets so humid in our area. And it's just so oh, okay. wet, damp and cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the temperature has mm-hmm. been dropping quite drastically the last couple of days. We've been having our fireplace up
1: yeah oh nice i can't wait for winter yeah i've been cooking rhubarb oh, i went that's to nice. the shops the other day to buy rhubarb rhubarb cooking rhubarb is honestly one of the most delightful pleasures in life it's the fucking best thing in the world cooking rhubarb because it just kind of like melts so easily in the pot like and all you have to do is put like you chop it up you put it in a pot with a little bit of water and sugar and and then, like, cover the lid and then in five minutes, you have, like, this melted candy. Do you like rhubarb?
0: Yeah, I like rhubarb and I like the rhubarb with apple. You know, the... Yes! Um, crumble, oh. I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. nice. Yeah. It's so good. So, it's so good.
0: Uh, apart from rhubarb, how, how are you doing with the social isolation? Do you want me to start first? Um, well...
1: <laughs> yeah, I I I can start okay. cuz um I love talking about what I I've never been more productive in my life um at, and and yeah, I've never been more productive during the last few months. Um and I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning that I'm really really good with being alone for long periods of um I live with a few people, so I think that helps, you know, that, that I still get to see people. But um when I'm at my desk working, uh, I am really functioning very well, and um, it's been really exciting because I'm working on my next novel, which is set in the '90s. And oh my god, the '90s—it's <laughs> just—it's such an interesting time. And um, I'm—it's—I'm using like ex- using uh, the excuse of the fact that my novel is based in the '90s to watch a lot of films in the '90s. So I've been going on a bit of a Richard Gere back catalog. <laughs> Fucking love that guy. Like I've because like the films that we, you and I have seen. I don't know about you, but the films that I've seen him in, in, in films that I have seen that have him in it. When I was growing up, like later in my life, uh, I've seen him Pretty Woman, in, like older roles. <laughs> okay. Oh no, not not Pretty Woman, like older when he was like an older f- person, like um that film with um, Diane Lane. Um, What is it called? Unfaithful? Like, he was an old dude. (laughs) But, like, going back and watching him in, like, Primal Fear, um, when he's, like, super... He's not super young. He's got grey hair. But still, he's, like, super hot. It's so lovely to see, like, these characters who... These actors who I grew up with, watching them kind of old. It's so lovely to see them, like, really young. Like, for instance, um, Billy Crystal. Oh, my God. Billy Crystal's so fucking cute as a younger dude. I didn't know that. Just going back through the back catalog of, you know, um, actors in the '90s. It's so lovely. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. What about you?
0: I'm think uh, I'm thinking that I'm on a like a totally opposite spectrum of your life. Like I'm dealing with my kids. Like uh, they're still homeschooling at the moment, and because we've been self isolation since uh, early March, so we're heading into like the eighth week now, and. <laughs> my daily life was uh consists of the constant interruption by my daughter, who's in year two uh The school had provided the some of the study pack like the actual folder with a couple of booklets um with math spelling, literacy writing, and like a whole like two pages of websites mm. you can log in. To do all these kind of activities and exercise, I I don't understand why for a year two st- kids they have to have such, um, you know, massive amount of schoolwork to do it at home. Yeah, and you have to follow them up. It's like you have to get them to do the work, and then take a photo, and then um, upload it onto whatever platform they Are have. Are you serious? So that's it's so such, much work for you. Yeah, it's so much work as a parent.
1: I didn't yeah, know that. And oh, my God.
0: I, I think I'm pretty blessed because my daughter, Aya, she she is able to do most of the work by herself without me helping. Yeah. <laughs> but she, when she showed it to yeah. me, I'm like, okay, you're supposed to write one sentence, you know. You only want one r- word of answer. And you uh-huh. know how her personality is. If you object her and then she goes, she goes to <laughs> a massive tantrum and she'll stone off and she refuses to do it. And, yeah, wow. and you it had to tough. get her to come back and do it. <laughs> Especially today. There was there was a mass exercise comparing two uh shapes and asking, Okay, so which one is pentagon and which one is not? Please, you know, give your mm. explanation. And she circled the one that's not and I asked her, Okay, can you write an explanation? And two minutes later she handed back to me and he says, Because it's won <laughs> because it's wonky. The other picture that's not (laughs) the Pentagon, she just wrote, because it's wonky. I said, can you give me more Mm. explanation? She goes, no, I I can't be bothered to do, you know, write more than one sentence. Yeah. Mm. And then sometimes she stopped halfway through her work and she goes, can I tell you a joke? I said, okay. And she went up, she said that. Oh, what does a teddy bear said after dinner? I said, what? You know, like I'm just in in the middle of the things that I'm doing, and she goes, "Oh, the teddy bear says I'm stuffed after the dinner." I'm like, "Oh, okay. It sounds funny, but it's like you had to pretend to laugh because it's a seven-year-old hmm. girl joke." Yeah,
1: and she's seven? Yeah, she's seven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. You have a life outside of children. You're not one of those people. Oh yeah, I know. I know that. Yeah. Jesus, can't stand those people. Um, uh, I'm very judgmental, as our listeners can tell. <laughs> uh, apart from my kids, um, you're I'm reading, reading a good yeah, book. Yeah, right? I'm reading
0: a good book, which a bit uh, embarrassingly that uh, my son read it before me. Actually, he got oh, fuck. Who cares? Yeah, he he nice. got the book. I don't know. Was he mean stuff before yeah, me? Yeah, did he got the book from you?
1: No, he bought the book, okay. and then I, and then I b- borrowed it from him, mm-hmm. and then I never read it. Mm-hmm. I actually returned it, and then ended up listening to it to it on audiobook. Ah,
0: uh-huh. Okay, so the so what the is the book, book? is uh, becoming by Michelle Obama. Apparently, it's a uh, what you said you mentioned that's uh, best selling. Oh, yeah, it's like
1: one of the craziest best-sellers yeah. of all time. Something crazy like that. Yeah. So I'm only like um,
0: about only a couple of chapter, like ninety pages into the book. So I'm still reading her college life. But it's really good. Yeah. I think the way that she presented her family, especially how her parents raised her and her brother. It's, yeah, yeah it's nice to read someone else's life sometimes, you know. Like, my life is a bit yeah, boring. No, <laughs> yeah.
1: no, no, it's not. And also, um, I guess, like, I heard it, th- like, she actually narrated it her audiobook is her narrating it oh, so it nice. was just nice to hear her voice uh-huh. talking about it and she has a very conversational tone the whole book like you said to me before is very easy to read yeah it's not it's hard it's just to conversational colloquial language yeah yeah so it's like sh- when i when i heard her it was like a 19 hour audio wow book. that's long uh-huh. so i just had her in my ears mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. telling a story so it was really lovely mm, That's it's nice yeah um Let's dig into this
0: week's conversation. Okay, so this week we are, I haven't really properly thought about the topic, like the title that we we'll want to put it onto our podcast. But it, it will be uh, the sexist remarks, sexist remarks, remarks. Yeah. by oh. male politicians, by male politicians. That's, That's all it is, yeah. Um, so I feel that the antagonism between the gender, it's sometimes it can be seen reducing in some areas, but it's increasing in others. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like uh, perhaps young people may recognise the discrepancy about making joke or making a sexist remark. Yeah. You know, the boundary, you know. Yeah. I know that some yeah. kids are very aware about it. Mm. But, uh, however, you know, unless there's a guideline for, you know, young people, sometimes I feel like, you know, for us as the adults or even our, our older generation's there's always mm. a stigmatizing, stereotyping remarks coming out, quite often,
1: you know, and yeah, and because it was normal, it was more normal back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, and right? they were just like a few
1: decades ago, even.
0: Yeah, they would just pick up whatever that's been spoken in the public, and perhaps they would treat it yeah. as normal and justify their sexist remarks. You know, like for example, how come there's still locker room talk? You know, yeah, and if. You know, if one of them doesn't call out, and their mindset just continues to think it's okay to produce, you know, such speech or remark, like right? no one's yep. calling out on yep. them, and you know, um, and I just, think it's hmm.
1: prom, it's just I think it's promising to know that, like you said, a lot of younger people are are being like I feel like a lot of younger people are more aware of read being able to read between the lines or read underneath the surface of a lot of rhetoric
0: yeah which is good you know mm-hmm.
1: like yeah i think um that just is a condition of them having now gone through at a young age say like when they're in their most like i don't know like younger people now with the whole me too movement mm-hmm. they're more aware about what's what's not okay yeah. and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate And, you know, with, like, Trump, everyone talks about Trump, but he really is, I feel like in about 200 years' time, people will really look back during his administration and it will definitely be marked as a period in which things fundamentally changed for so, for the whole world. Yeah, because of the way, the way in which he really has altered the performance of politics and the performance of leadership. In a, obviously in an extremely detrimental way, you know. Yeah, I agree. And what we're talking about today is Marx, he's like the, he really is at the apex of sexist remarks, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like, I would the say climax. there was someone's, I bet there's someone on this planet whose job it is to actually just record every single sexist remark he makes on a daily basis.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably there's a tweet about it, could be someone's who's yeah. tweeting about it,
1: yeah. Yeah. But tell me you said that you had um, looked at some of the sexist remarks that were made in um, in the Asian countries by oh, Asian politicians. Yeah,
0: the reason that we picked this topic is that I came across with one of the article. Um but before going that going to on that, um, have you had any um, personal experiences like with yeah, sexist yeah, remarks? encountered sexist <laughs> remarks?
1: Oh my god, yeah. Gross sex well I I would say yeah um like <laughs> I think it's it's very uncomfortable this topic because I can't seem to sex I can't seem to separate the remark the actual remark from the sort of sexual innuendo or the sexual sort of implications by 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 comments that were made to me so when I worked in a boys school there was this creepy old man who would um White guy, of course, creepy old. Actually, he wasn't that old. He was like mid the mid forties, and he had like he. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't want to be ageist. Um, uh, he ha- he ha- he was the father of like a couple of teenage kids, and he would, kind of, specifically. I mean, he made jokes about how like, I think for some random reason I had bought in I had bought in some food to share with people I don't know if I did that or if it was that I'd mentioned that I was going to go home and cook because I really enjoy cooking and he said off the cuff like I think he he was always he sat next to me in the office and he always tried to flirt with me in a very seemingly innocuous way it was like in hindsight I think if I think about it and like the way I'm telling you now it's like repulsive but when you're in a workplace you just kind of you need to keep the professionalism that even if someone is mistreating you and you know being basically a creep you know all women know this especially I guess women of color who have had to face you know sexual myths about us Um, I just kind of brushed it off but he said something like oh that's what a good woman should be like you cook well and um you know something like that but but yeah and and then then there was this other time when this is so fucking creepy this other time when he and I were alone in the office um and I was never scared to be alone with him but this one time I was we were both leaving at around the same time and then he was like, oh, what are you going to do, go home and do? Because it was raining and I was like, oh, um, I'm going to go home and like cook and, you know, read and write because I love doing indoor stuff. I love it when it rains. I said I love the rain because I love being indoors. And then he kind of winked at me and said, oh, I love indoor activities too.
0: Okay, So he was, I don't know, whatever he was trying to imply, it's creepy. It was sexual in nature. Yeah, yuck, yuck. It's
1: disgusting. Yeah, it is. I was like, so like shocked that I just kind of ignored him. Mm -hmm. I just, I I turned away. I literally turned away and then he left and then he said, bye. And I said, and I was like, did that just actually happen? Like this old dude thinking that he could, yeah, I think, I don't know. I just feel like these old men do this for two reasons. One, Mm. they're deeply insecure and they need us to think that they still have it like my response to that would be like i don't give a fuck dude and then the second thing is i think they do this to make us feel like uncomfortable and inferior you know like putting someone making someone uncomfortable puts you in a position of power and that's how they do it they play on this sexual sexual tension that you know i think all young women carry
0: i think the power okay. power dynamics is very true there like um, like you say that women men always try to not always, but sometimes when they want to play the power dynamics between two parties that they will make it, make the other one that feels uh, uncomfortable, you know, putting someone else in the uncomfortable position that makes them totally feel powerful. Yeah. Which is a bit silly. Yeah.
1: And, and exactly. And like, what is the most powerful thing about a young woman? Her sexuality. Yeah. Uh So he was trying to just like play on that. Sick. What about
0: you? Um, it's kind of not my fully my own experience but I was part of that experience which is uh somehow it's quite awkward um <laughs> I've told you before but I I can't really mention the exact relative that I'm going to talk about um so this okay. older female or uh, older male relative had commented that my son would make a good wife after he watched him help me you know Making dinner? Remember that I told you before? Ugh. Yeah. No, then, no, I don't remember that. And then this um, male relative had, like, a, his wife was there as well. So she was, like, kind of saying that, you know, that's not appropriate. So, you know, at least she stood up and, and called out onto him, which is good, you know. But it kind of, mm. oh, like, gosh, so you think that only... Or whoever that makes a good meal or help out in the kitchen should be is is a, is woman. a woman or you know being labeled as a yeah. good wife so that was
1: and he was also shaming your
0: son I don't know if he was trying like, to shame you on that I think sometimes yeah, he was like yeah, demasculating him. I, I think sometimes when men of course it's mostly men I haven't honestly haven't heard any woman make such remarks before sometimes then when mm. when they comment saying that oh uh, you'll make a good wife or it, they, they think they're complimenting on you it's like no i'm complimenting yeah. on you i'm like but you don't need to have that kind of complimenting no, what kind of like you can say a good husband you know why can't a good husband make a good yeah. meal you know it's just exactly. very stereotyping exactly. that you immediately think that a, a good meal comes out from a good wife you know like what the hell yeah, yeah.
1: i love that you say that because it, it i i know that um so many people are so unaware about the way in which they just think what they're saying is like good intention and yet what they're really saying is something else like for instance when like I try and make a point for myself not to compliment when I see a man on the street like holding a baby in front of him like or like carrying two children like one on each arm or something like that like I try and make a point of not to um, give him any sort of special adoration or sort of like veneration, just because, like, just because he's a dude, you know, feeding his baby or taking him out. Like, uh, I wouldn't think anything special if a woman had had done had been doing that, you know, or like, uh, I try. I remember when I was. Working at uh, as a teacher at schools, I mean, when when we had parent teacher, any kind of parent events, um, I'd say up to ninety percent of the participants were the mothers. But when we did have a couple of dads, I always tried to make it a point of not making that a big deal because I knew that other people were making it a big deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's normal. You know? Like maybe it's, pe- it's people to be would see a
1: father and be like, "Oh my God, you're Ugh. like here, amazing." Gosh, and that I think that. If I was a father, I would find that deeply, deeply um, insulting. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, you don't think just because I'm a man, the dad, yeah. I shouldn't be here or like I'm going above and beyond what my wife does just because I'm a man. Yeah, I mean, I'm the male parent figure, you know?
0: I just feel like men receive enough compliment in their life.
1: Oh, oh exactly. Oh my God. They Get don't the have fuck to over encroach it. like.
0: On- Changing a nappy, like everyone, what you we should give you a trophy if you change a
1: nappy. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, they definitely expect one. Hey, no, I'm kidding.
0: Okay, so um, I kind of uh, tidied up a couple of the uh, elements that I found. You know, the the common uh, contents that men, tell us, tell us some examples. Men uses in in sexist remarks. Okay, so. Uh, woman's appearance uh, woman's marriage status uh woman's birthing abilities duty as a mother and ability uh, this is in the in the sense of politicians ability as a politician or slash you know just any type of work yeah totally i i think that so, um the i i i'm trying to trying to figure out that why are there why are there sexist remarks? You know why do they make sexist remarks? Um, my own you know my own answers is that they most of them are confined conservative and traditional ways of thinking, and lack of awareness on the progress and of course the you know the just the patriarchy system that their fear of power being taken away and they just need to make certain remarks that makes them look powerful. What do you think?
1: Are you saying that, do you think that um, politicians tend to be, the at least the ones who end up running countries, tend to be more on the socially conservative side? Is that what you're saying?
0: I do think so. Like, there's just possibly,
1: yeah. Well, number yeah. one, they're all, like, they're, like, like virtually a hundred percent of them are heterosexual, mm-hmm. so that in itself is deeply, deeply conservative, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I can't, off the top of my head, think of a gay or queer world leader currently. Maybe we should
0: uh, look, yeah, that we'll look that up later. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, so conservative. I mean, like most presidents and prime ministers are men, and most of these men have wives. Yeah, right. And it just reflects on the whole global so society. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the reason that we looked, um, the article that we came across uh, this week is uh, by Emiko Jizuka uh, from CNN. So she reported on the Japanese mayor from Osaka that he comments that uh, during the pandemic uh, period that men should (laughs) do the grocery shopping because women takes longer time. Okay, um, okay, so since 4th of May, Japan had, um, I think, 14,000 confirmed cases. And mm-hmm. so it, it increased very rapidly. And with a new yep. restriction that, um, you know, of course, with the social distancing, you have limited of uh, number of people in the shops, and you are trying to encourage people to do shopping, you know, not that frequently, and also spend less time on shopping. And uh, Osaka may, uh, uh Ichiro Matsui that he said that oh, because women spend longer in supermarket aisles so he recommends that men should do the shopping instead of women and therefore that they can, you know the whole shopping thing will be more efficient and things like that uh, what Yeah, what you, a dick What do you think of that? What do you think?
1: Well, there's not much to say apart from that um, it's very generalizing, you know, and it's, uh, I wonder if I should call it misogynistic, like, is it, it, it's just, I guess, it's sexist because it categorizes and puts us, you know, a whole, it puts an entire gender under the realm of that type of behavior, you know, he's basically saying, or every person who has a vagina takes longer than, a person who has a penis yeah so yeah that just in itself Uh is very uh insulting yeah
0: it's insulting and also it's just like what's the absolute in that you know i I did ask a couple of friends around you know what they think about it it's interesting that some people doesn't think that what he said was um i don't know sexist some people say that oh yeah it's actually true you know I, i do take longer time to shop than my husband But then there are some other funny elements coming out from the conversation. They will say that, oh, I really don't want... Like, I don't care if I take longer time because if I send my husband Mm. to do shopping, yeah, they... Okay, it's true that they might take shorter time, but they will come back in the wrong stuff. It's not efficient. You know, they will come back with the wrong items and they'll spend more on the, like, useless junk food. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so I think... Two things I want to say. I guess the first one would be it doesn't even matter if that is true. Like if your friends are saying, "Oh, it's true that you know I do take longer than my husband," that's irrelevant. The fact that he had generalized so so sort of brashly that you know one gender takes longer than the other that in itself is really sexist and discriminatory. And I guess the second point would be, um, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about if we're if we're arguing about the like I wonder why did he say that? Was he saying that it's best to make sure that people are keeping their outdoor um, duration of activities to a minimum? Might, I wonder if he's saying that because he's trying to make people
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, just be very vigilant about not spending too many ta- too much time outside of their house. Yeah, um, and yeah. He was trying to say he was trying to make that point, and during the way, he just. He he happened to make d- I mean, deliberately that... I'm not I'm not taking his side at all, but he's saying, Oh, women take longer So he's like relied on this very sexist um trope, I guess. Yeah, I think the the bottom that we take yeah. like like we mm-hmm. take like another trope, we take longer in the bathroom. Yeah. I think he's right. just trying to I mean fuck you, <laughs> but we have to because we have lot, like more, more things hair to and... do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and also the society judges us unfairly based on our looks, so we have to spend yeah, longer in, yeah. in the bathroom.
0: I think his intention was trying to say that, you know, we still have to, like you said, like, you know, the safety first and things like that, but he really didn't have to bring out, you know, the comparison of women and men doing shopping. Yeah. It's really, like you say, it's yeah. irrelevant.
1: Yeah. And um, I think hmm. also, um, just quickly, <laughs> politicians love the sound of their voice. Like, you would not decide to become a politician if you didn't like the sound of your voice and if you didn't want to be someone who has a really high profile in public. So this guy just wanted to say something in... uh, Yeah, he just wants to... He wanted to provoke people. So, you know, there's easy grabs, just like Trump.
0: There was this um, funny news article uh, that I saw online. Um, that was uh posted by the wife talking about how she got her husband to get some salt on the way back from his work. And then funny enough that, you know, usually you get, you know, a pack of salt. Yeah. You know, yeah. What, 100 grams and something like that. But he came back with um, 25 kilograms of salt. You know, what are you going to do with the salts so It's just been silly. And what happened was that yeah, and she was really upset about it. She got him. Yeah. She got him to um, uh, just to uh kneel in front of the shrine with the twenty five kilos of salt. <laughs> yeah, that was just really stupid.
1: Yeah. Well, can I say there are a remarkably diverse number of ways you can use salt, like take a salt bath or something. That is, if you have yeah. a bath, which I don't. Um. But yeah, cool. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, I uh,
0: yeah, and there was you wrote something about the Malaysian last yeah last month, didn't you? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So in Malaysia, I mean, can yeah, I mean, what we're what we're saying here, Japan still deeply conservative fundamentally, I'd say. Malaysia, same same thing. Um, so last month, the Malaysian Ministry of Interiors, I believe. Some home affairs ministry, you know, they're all the same. No, they're not, actually. Um, but, yeah, they um, they had come out to... They posted a couple of images on Instagram and Facebook and they had uh, sort of cartoon images, as they always do, you know, to sort of, like, dampen... They make it all cutesy, these things. Um, they had cartoon figures of, like, women um, so and, like, a woman's face this is cartoon animated a woman's face and then makeup around her and it basically was saying the caption was make sure you you're not like frumpy and always in your pj's during this coronavirus time but you need to still dress up for your husband that's fucked up on so many different ways um yeah so it, one of the other one of them had like put on makeup the other one had like dress still dress as you normally would um and what was the other one? Oh, the most sexist one, Jesus, I almost forgot, was um, don't nag your husband. So all three are deeply sexist. I'd say all three are deeply misogynistic. I don't know. I feel like the definition of misogyny is always kind of blurring. Like, I don't know whether or not to be, to to define it as just, like, explicitly women-hating or if it if it encompasses women-controlling. Because if it encompasses women-controlling, then I would definitely say that all three... Um, posters were deeply, deeply misogynistic, you know, your control like, why were there no posters about men needing to dress up, like you know, um, say my partner is a barrister, would you, would I want him to uh, dress up in a suit, Would would there be an expectation for him to dress up in a suit every day, of course not so why are they why are these expectations still being like, heralded by the government, like let's not forget that, this is a yeah, like Malaysia. Yeah, it's a very um, but it's this is a, a really is, is Malaysia a
0: Muslim dominant
1: And these Yeah, so the Yes, yeah. And it's a population yeah. of almost 32 million people. So almost 32 yeah. million people. Let's say half the population are women. You have all those women being told to be When this a pandemic is going on. Oh my god. This yeah. This pandemic is actually affecting I said, it's, women it, during this scary. pandemic, you and say?
0: you're you're asking women to do things like dress up properly, don't nag. Okay, if you don't yeah, want I mean, to some... ask to do something about it, you know,
1: like improve yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's beside the point. That's beside the point. Like anything, it's the just the pure fact that they were they were pushing Agendas. out these mm-hmm. um, government announcements, basically. That were controlling women, that were saying women should behave a certain way, like
0: that's just fucked.
1: That's just
0: yeah, it's annoying.
1: Oh, yeah. But on the other hand, it's so oh. deeply fucked. Um, and and I guess you know uh, it's deeply fucked. Um, even more so because um, as we all know, women are being women yeah. and people of color are being mm-hmm. affected more severely during this yeah. whole time. I was so. going to say
0: that on the other side. Um, on, on the other hand that i i've read something about um someone posted um because it was only they they only permitted um the head of a household um aka the man of the household to do the shopping and there were photos that been taken uh of men in the supermarket that could not find things around the aisles <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I thought That was really funny. <laughs> that's so it.
1: adorable. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds patronising. Yeah, anyway, I, just said that. Um, I hate that. By the way, I hate pat. I hate patronising. I mean, men we we try do to we
0: stuff. we try to
1: like that's such so a normal thing it. ever.
0: But it's like you said. It's yeah. Go ahead.
1: Like, can I? It's it just should be so normal, you know, when a, a guy. <laughs> And when a when a man vacuums, when a man cleans, when a man shops, when a man uh, puts on I don't know what's another feminine domestic yeah. um, activity. Uh-huh. Just it just seems ludicrous. Oh yeah, yeah. We're still having this debate, and I'm now f- you know I'm now an adult, and it's still. But I think the purpose of that. Uh-huh.
0: The purpose of that photo is that to so show sticable.
1: that
0: how how lack of domestic. <laughs> Work that the man's been doing. That's why they got lost in the supermarket. I couldn't find things. Right, right. Yeah, and people are saying that. Oh, um, yeah. I've seen a man yeah. that had to FaceTime his wife um, to pick the actual proper brand of certain rice or something like that. Yeah, so it just in case that they, they didn't get the wrong stuff.
1: I have to say, I'm thinking about the. When, I, when you and I were growing up, when dad went shopping, he would often come home with different things or, like, just different brands that mum would usually do. So, like, I can count on my one hand the number of times dad shopped for us, you know, for groceries when we were growing up. Um, I, I personally enjoyed going to the shopping trips with dad because he would let me buy roll-ups, where, whereas mum wouldn't. Oh, my God, it happens.
0: I don't know why it's so annoying. Like when I take my kids to shop, like I will limit on what they pick out from the junk food aisle. And whereas, <laughs> what that <their Sure>. dad, <laughs> what that dad take them to the shop, it's like a fucking Christmas yeah. for them.
1: Oh yeah. God, yeah, that's so funny that 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 pattern yeah. is, still being, um, is still being, um, still being still happening. <laughs> Trickling down, yeah. yeah, generations. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because, uh, because they don't I think spend it's because, enough yeah. time
0: with the kids. Like, pri- primarily yeah. it's to the woman that spends more time with the kids. That's why, you know, we have more Yeah, and more you have discipline. to face the consequences. Yeah. Right? Like, when they get sugar high, who's going to look after the kids? Oh, fuck, it's a mum.
1: Yeah. yeah. Also... I think the reason why, like, that phenomena of men needing to FaceTime their partners back home, their female partners back home, in order to see, to check on brands and or like, not knowing how to complete those tasks is because um, it is a really monumental and probably the most under-recognized, therefore underrecognized recognized um, task in which women have historically and continue to take on. And it is this process of making a home like, quote-unquote, domesticity, right? And it's always been in the field of women. And and the reason why men haven't paid attention to it is because they haven't never needed to. They've never needed to pay attention to things that are just given to them under their nose on a daily basis. And so, um, and, and there's something deeply, I guess, like, <laughs> yeah, feminism has done in 50 years, like, an immense amount of work in the workplace, right, for women and our penetration in the workplace, But when it comes to the men inside the home and the whole patriarchal notion of the Mm -hmm. nucleus family and their equal involvement in it, it's still deeply, deeply backwards. Yeah, Yeah. And I think that is because people still have this very... It's because there is no way of measuring um, that participation. Like, what I'm saying is... We us in the workplace, we can measure it in terms of how much we make, right? Yeah. There's a tangible thing, and financial gain. But like, how do how do we incentivize? The and I'm not trying to say that this mm-hmm. is an important question, by the way. But like, how do we incentivize men being involved in the work in, in the, the household. household? Yeah,
0: and with a family. Do you know? yeah. yeah, I still get. Because that's yeah.
1: I'd say more important than anything yeah, else. I still get questions
0: right? of. Um, I still see questions on like a mom and saying that, oh, why? um how can I get my baby to be more attached to my husband, to the dad, than me? You know, like like my kid is like two year mm. old now and she asks me for me all the time. And every time I, I answer the same, I just say, gosh, just just go out for a whole day, okay? And leave the kid with the dad and he will take care of it, regardless if he feeds... He will know how to survive with the kid. He The instinct will just kick in, you know? Stop worrying about if he's gonna feed the kid or not feed the kid, and just don't worry about it. You just have to give yourself a break. Cause sometimes I do find women that would just um wor- worry too much. You know, I like it's nothing wrong, <laughs> but it's you know you you worry that you know your man would not do like feed your kids a certain food, or you worry that he's not gonna yeah. he's not gonna look after the kid properly. If you want to let your kids to be more attached with the dad, you know, give the time. Yeah, give the time.
1: Yeah. Or find a hobby. Find your own project projector too. Yeah,
0: I know. You know, just get yourself out of, you know, the kid circle. The yeah. house. Yeah, the house. I mean, not the but house also, at this more. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, it reminds me of that kind of trope where women, I've heard this over and over again, where women often say, oh, um, I get my partner to do something but he doesn't do it the way I want it so I end up just doing everything myself because I know how I want it done.
0: That's so our mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <totally. laughs> I- But But um, I think, yeah, I think that that whole issue just really depends on whether I give a shit. Like, yeah. I wouldn't give a shit uh-huh. like how the rubbish bin is tied up in the rubbish yeah (laughs) yeah I know yeah or how
0: how you um I don't know how you stack the toast or how you make the sandwich yeah I think I'm slowly moving out from that phase yeah it's just too much effort and it just like you're trapped in that kind of constant cycle of
1: cycle yeah
0: of you know you want to make you're not even needing to control everything yeah yeah.
1: and and like I think it's uh, sort of a monumental backlash the 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 fact that women do feel like they need to control the smallest portion of their lives because we don't have control in the wider world you know like fundamentally we're still living in a very patriarchal yeah, society true. where women yeah. don't have you know the leverage to pulling power to move uh-huh. big shakers, movers and shakers in society and so we are confined to moving the little things in our lives that we control Yeah, and, and immediate I guess surrounding. I'm thinking about this yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm thinking about this in terms of like anorexia, for instance, and eating disorders, Ooh, okay. which monumentally affect women, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's ninety percent ninety percent of um, eating disorder yeah. patients uh, women, are women. Yeah. You know, let's talk about that on another podcast. Yeah,
0: okay. Do you have any uh, examples of the sexist remarks you were saying that you have? You probably dig up some
1: examples. Um, well, the obvious ones, you know, in our country, Australia, (laughs) (laughs) Tony Abbott, um, Julia Gillard, Tony Abbott. Yeah. You know, Julia Gillard face. I think when Julia Gillard got into power, I I was in my first year of full time. I was in my first year of employment. I think I was like early twenties, 21, 22. Um, and I remember I was working at a girl's school and I remember on the day she was, she overthrew. She backs. <laughs> she did her uh-huh. thing in, yeah. in what she what she did um, uh, to Kevin Rudd. Um, okay. she, yeah. That, uh-huh. There was an announcement yeah, yeah, yeah. at my at my uh, there was an assembly at the school that I was teaching at. It was a girls' school, and the principal was just like I remember her making a very solemn, serious remark speech, saying like This is a great day in Australia's history. It's the first female prime minister." Da 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 da. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of Julia Gillard, you know, there, there's a textbook's worth of sexist remarks that she faced. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she's a white woman, so imagine if she was Kala. a woman of color, yeah. you know?
0: Goodness. Like, she just got constant, um, um, scrutiny over whatever that she's doing, you yeah. know?
1: I, I heard, yeah, yeah. And the fact that she wasn't. She wa- and the fact that she wasn't a mother, I think it was Mark Latham who said that Julia Gillard um, was not worthy to lead a country. Or he criticised her in some sort of way, to um, criticised her ability to love or show compassion because she wasn't a mm-hmm. mother. Like, that really deeply, deeply, deeply offends me because I have... I myself, I'm not sure whether or not I want to be a parent, and I also think, and tied into that, is the fact that I, I, I still haven't found an intellectual reason, a good enough intellectual reason for someone to tell me to become a parent, and also I think that parenting remains the only basic uh, iteration of the performance of love, like the performance of the greatest sort of love. You know, it's still very much the general consensus that. Um, If you're like not a parent, there's something wrong with you, or like you're not your ability to love is somehow not as great as someone who is a parent. Like that is just fucked up in so many different ways, you know. But I would like to live in a world where someone has come up with a different or better iteration of the performance of love. Like that's fundamentally what we've had historically is parenting a child as the basic and most fundamental and most universally accepted form of the performance of unconditional love
0: I don't really think that parenting love is really unconditional love like that's just, that's, that's, that's oh, just my opinion okay yeah controversy. but I, I I do think I, I do agree with what you're saying that um, uh, a lot of female politicians uh, mostly when they when the one side who's really concentrating on their politic uh, career that they don't careers they yeah. don't or they choose you know they this is basically they choose not to have a partner they choose not to have kids and things like that they've been scrutinized over that um like for example Chinese president tai yin wen there's countless tai ing wen fucking yeah, love her countless um critics of talking about her that oh she doesn't have a partner um she doesn't have kids even our own mother like earlier this year when i was talking to her about the presidential election our mom's like she she had a doubt about her she goes oh yeah but some people are saying that she's a lesbian i'm like mom (laughs) (laughs) does that even (laughs) matter yeah wait i just think
1: mom is homophobic that's
0: different (laughs) yeah
1: but seriously they're
0: saying that yeah it's it's really annoying that when you're saying that um uh, when you judge a woman, a, a female politician, when she doesn't have a partner or she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't have a private yeah. life, you know, it's it's gonna um, like there's, there's something, something wrong, with, wrong her. with her and something wrong about her judgment on what she's gonna do politically. Oh, gosh, no, that's okay. Fucked. If we're gonna put the same standard, okay, for the man, gosh, Barnaby Joyce should be out already, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we all know Yeah, that. and I That's just like... don't
0: understand why. It, and up until most... this day, we still have people criticizing on whether or not that female should have, you know, a family, if she's trying like trying hard to work for the country, you know, just simply like that she's trying to, you know, it's like we still have to choose. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I also have a problem with those. Um, I guess I mean. Yeah, I also have a problem with the adulation that comes out from, say, like, Jacinda Ardern. Like, I'm not criticizing her at all. <clears throat> I I have really no special feelings about her. But she, um, you know, when she had a baby, it was like, oh, my God, this woman is fucking God. Yeah, she Just can do... she became a mother, like, like, like shrug. Fa- like, the
0: family and work balance. The myth. Yeah, like, and she uh, finally reached it. That's what men have yeah.
1: always done. It's like, why should she deserve extra credit mm. for that? You know?
0: Yeah.
1: I just, yeah, like... And also when, when we praise very corporate CEO women, you know, those women who have really ticked the boxes in order to, like the patriarchal boxes, in order to reach the positions of power that they have, when we praise them, like, when I, when I think about the way that they have gone... To the top. Like, for instance, Sheryl Sandberg. The C... The CFF... CFO? CFO? Some chief financial officer or something. Of Facebook. Yeah. CFO. Whatever. She's got something to do with Facebook. Um, she is the author of Lean In. And she's like this, you know, idol of white feminism. Like, she has reached that place because she's fucking rich. She has, like, 2,000... Um, different rotating uh, au pairs like she has so many she has so much she has so much resource in order to to do her job and she's also praised for like being a mother you know I'm not criticizing motherhood I'm criticizing the fact that we I'm criticizing the fact of the way the media praises someone and the fact that people just the way that people use sort of like their virtue signal like their their parenthood. So, for instance, if you look at the the if you look at the biggest figures um, currently in the world, like um, Obama or um, Michelle Michelle Obama or Barack or any other massively famous political or like social figure, if you see their bylines oh no not their bylines like if you see their profiles on Twitter or social media, like the first thing they'll identify themselves as is father husband and then politician or like mother mother of four like mother of four um Mm -hmm. wife to xyz and then they'll say their jobs like i find that like number one you're just like saying you're you're it's like you tick the box signaling the most basic thing like yep like okay okay, so (laughs) also a lot of people are also husbands like are you trying what are you trying to say here and number two it's like I find that deeply alienating for people who can't have children yeah, or who true, can't, true. for a lot of reasons, uh, can't. Na- like a lot of mm-hmm. gay couples, they struggle to mm-hmm. have children. You know, they can't. There are so many legislative barriers around have them ha- becoming mm-hmm. parents. Like I just think that straight people are so fucking. Straight people are so fucking like some some of them so fucking sheltered in the way that they live in their yeah. world, and that they they really don't know that gay people or trans people or disabled people they face like problems that they haven't even confronted
0: it's just it seems like it's so normal you know it's like you put in on the label of father or mother that you can relate to everyone
1: but you're not exactly but yeah exactly that's why i hate people who only ever talk about their kids Uh, uh, like hello what if i have been trying to have children and i can't yeah like can you be a bit more compassionate Uh stop like leaning on the lazy ways of relating to other people it's uh it's
0: it's like because it's the mainstream you know like it's biologically that you're born to reproduce or something like that but you know some people don't make that choice or some people even don't have the options you know to to make that choice and yeah i I don't think like it's too it still bothers me when like, I, I'm not saying that being parents are not good, you know, there are good sides to it, but um, there are more to be – like, when you're an adult, there's more of you to just become a parent. Yeah.
1: You mean, like – oh, I just – I'm thinking about a guy I, I dated a couple of years ago, and he was a father to two kids. Yep. And um, he – I remember asking him he got married when he was 27 and then had children straight after and I remember asking him why he had children so young I guess you know back then he wasn't so young I think this guy was in his 40s when I was dating him I don't remember anyway and he said he said to me I was 28 and I hadn't achieved anything and so I thought I better get married and have children because I felt like that was yeah, I know. Oh my he, god! He, he okay. was, I think it was. I mean, I appreciated his candid uh-huh. honesty. Like, I I really appreciated that he was so straightforward uh-huh. with me. But I also found that deeply sad, and also deeply the fact that he had said that. I think to be honest, hell, I think a lot of people end up having children because
0: they don't know what else to do. Like...
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds it's very the blunt. Way to find purpose. Yeah.
0: Ooh. I'm <laughs> and gonna also, offend a lot of people. About <laughs> yeah.
1: Why are we talking okay. about parenthood? Yeah, I know we're,
0: we are um, making know, to be sexist talking remarks. About sexist politicians.
1: Um, I've got. I... But um, no, okay. just one yep. more thing. I, I have to say this whole trope of fatherhood, like, especially when it comes to heterosexual men, like Billy.
0: Yeah. You know Billy. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: he often talks about how um, in his so Billy works at um, a, a boys' school, yeah, and he often says um that the sort of adulation and reverence that young men are given the moment they say, "Oh, we're having a baby." is like so way ab- beyond and above um, what, me- what women get. So for instance, like Anderson Cooper, I think that's his name, the, the, the anchor for whatever I don't know CNN or something, some famous um, news network on um, in America. He is 52 years old. And he had a had a baby about a week ago, and it went apeshit crazy on Twitter, like Anderson Cooper is a father. I'm like, are you? Serious? Everyone's who the fuck is yeah, a shit. Everyone else who is f- having kids every day. And yeah, like Anderson Cooper's gay, and um, he had the baby through surrogate, um, but still, just this adulation of fatherhood was insane. Sorry, God. Uh, yeah, I honestly have a lot of harbored anger around all of this, like. About around straight people. Yeah, anyway, yeah, you derailed yourself. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> male white. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I'm gonna bring us back to the topic today. Um, one of the politicians that I picked for our discussion today is uh, from the Asian country. Again, I'm going to talk about Taiwan. Uh, Ko Winter, he's the uh, oh, yeah. mayor Sexy. of Taipei, the capital city of Taiwan. He's not actually, and he's also the chair, he's also the chairman of Taiwan People's Party. So, it's a very re- relatively new party that you just established last year. Um, He's very popular amongst the journalists of making sexist remarks, uh, like commenting on female politicians if they're fat. And he goes really straight. He he spoke really directly. He doesn't even care. He doesn't even, you know, change or rephrase or make it sound ambiguous. Um, he would just say that, oh, such female politician is the fat version of someone, someone.
1: Or What's he would... How- ob-
0: yeah, or he would... Objectify, um females are saying that oh, uh, if you're beautiful or young, you're suitable to set as a receptionist. <laughs> okay, I'm going to quote a couple Gross. of his remarks. And what else did he say? Oh, he said that um, it's very scary for women. Actually, it's scary for men to see women on the street without makeup. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> oh my um, god.
0: What the fuck? You know, apparently he said that... Um, uh, he, he gives himself excuses of making those remarks. He said that, oh, because I grew up in a very male-dominant environment, you know, I, I've been raised in this kind of remarks. But it doesn't, it doesn't give you the right to say those things, you know. And also he was saying that uh, um, apparently he, he identified, I don't know if he's, he was properly diagnosed, but he, he said that he's got Asperger's syndrome. <laughs> So he said, Lean <laughs> like, on that. Fuck, Lean on yeah, that. I know. What? Like, <laughs> yeah. But there, was, there, there are a couple of Co- writers Co- that question...
1: Co- Co- yeah,
0: Kerr Co- Wunzer, yeah. A couple of it's the great, journalists um, question that he's actually been surrounded by very strong and, you know, strong-willed woman, like, for example, his mother, and his wife is a pediatrician as well, like, a director of pediatrician uh, department and he has um, very like strong female staff in his team, mm. but none of them seem to like call, call him out. out or yeah or ask That's him weird. to apologize. That's really weird. You know, of making those remarks. Yeah. Um, perhaps I I do think that perhaps you know his age is one of the reason. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know nah, why. You know I, I mean, I, they're just I don't woman. Want, just I, doesn't give a shit. You know, just call out on your husband for fuck's sake. You know, if he's making that kind of remarks. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to even try to figure out why he is so blatantly misogynistic. Like he doesn't deserve my intellectual try. Uh, I guess attempt to try and decipher the reasons behind his actions. Like, f- fuck him. He is the way he is because he is a cunt. He's an asshole. Um, but I think the the reason why this is interesting, this I mean everyday women are facing sexist remarks, but in particular we're talking about politics, right? And I think what's really hard for women is the fact that there's still deeply this idea of needing to be liked. Right? Um, or like needing, not needing to be liked, sorry, I don't give a shit about being liked. Well, actually no, that's not true, I want to be liked. but I try not to give a fuck about what people think about me, but um, as a as a politician, I mean, your whole mm-hmm. platform is you. You need to pe- to have people like you. That's have people like you. Fundamentally, yeah. your popularity really rests on that. If you you know <sighs> that to be elected, you need to be likable. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's so hard to be liked as a woman, right? Because yeah. like I said in the past, it's there's an extra being effort a woman, that you
0: have to make.
1: Yeah, being a woman is like a thousand different ways of being wrong. So, um, like, there's a famous, uh, uh, there's a famous study that uh, Sheryl Sandberg made famous when she came out with her Lean In book. Uh, uh, it was done in Harvard, 2010, where researchers found that um, voters regarded um, power-seeking women with contempt and anger, but saw power-seeking men as Stronger and more competent. Um, and uh, uh, related to this, sorry, related to this survey was basically a group of undergrads were given um, a list of qualities, like personality qualities, and um, they were told that there were two candidates that were applying for a job, and these are the candidate, each candidate's um, personalities candidate A and candidate B. So, candidate A, his name was Howard. Canada B, Heidi. Howard and Heidi. Okay, so same qualities. Um, you want to guess which one, Heidi or Howard, received more likability in terms of getting this job as a leader? Yeah, of course, Howard. So um, it's... Yeah, like, it's also the, yeah, it's, it's ingrained... Like, and also, can yeah. I just say, um, sorry, um, to be a politician, you need to be ambitious, right? And, like, yeah. ambitious women are still fucking, like, it's still, people are still deeply comfortable, uncomfortable with ambitious women. And well, fundamentally, man, yeah. if you ask what an amb- Like, people call me ambitious, which I always just think, like, why? All I want. I... Like, it's so funny, because the bar, especially here in Australia, which is why I'm desperate to move overseas, um, the bar here in Australia is so fucking low. Like yeah. all I want to mm-hmm. do is write books, and I'm people are like, oh, you're so ambitious, Jesse. Or like when I say all I w- all I want is to move to New York, people are like you're so ambitious. And in my head, I'm just like thinking, what the? F-? I'm like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? All I want is is I want. That's it. I want something, yeah. and that makes me ambitious in Australia. Yeah. That makes me ambitious. Like yeah, I stand people, out because I yeah. want something.
0: People you know, have it's very so- strange. People have a very strange standard, you know. They they use the word a bit ambitious, like it's a very positive description for a man, but it's a very negative description for a woman. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like you're describing an ambitious man. It's like oh, he's gonna become a like a very popular, successful, you know, I don't know, CEO. Powerful. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when you're when you're describing an an ambitious woman, you're like practically saying that oh, she's reaching for the impossible for herself. You know, there's yeah, and different things. She's not standards. sexy.
1: She's not worthy of my Ugh. romantic um, admiration, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's not qualified yeah. to be someone's partner because she's ambitious. Gosh. She wants something for herself, you know? Yeah, it's a very
0: double standard. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, like what? female politicians, they're really at the apex of this sort of conundrum because they're ambitious yeah. and they're criticized uh-huh. for it and they're called yeah. awful things that men are not called for. They're called bitch yeah, or all the time or shark or shrill, or snake. Elizabeth Warren Hysteria. was snake. Ugh. Yeah, they're hysteric they're hysterical when, when cool. they basically just like expressing their emotions. Yeah. And
0: then the there was one I think I don't know if you read that article that I sent you just before we start recording about the uh British MP when while they're sitting in the parliament.
1: Yeah. And one me. of the
0: MP who one of the female was our doctor, she's just, you know, she's a shuttle something, I don't know, one of the shuttle minister. Anyway, she was just questioning that, you know, we should get more testing for co- the COVID-19, you know, uh, it's breaking apart for some family and things like that. You know, she's just, uh, you know, actually just a very normal speech, you know. And then the opposition comes up. There's a guy, of course, and saying that he, he told her to watch your tone. Mm. It's like, what? Watch my, watch, her, watch. her tone. Like, you wouldn't say that to a male politician. It's always mm. like, you know, as a woman, you need to watch what you're saying. Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Yeah, the little ways in which men casually control us, right? Yeah. Sick.
0: Were you going yeah. to talk about um, Sarah Hansen Young?
1: Oh, well, uh, just like the fact that... Uh, just a further example about what it's like here in Australia... Last year, she, um, had called out sexism. Uh, called out, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Last year, she, uh, David, Lionhelm, Senator David Lionhelm, um, had called across the chamber that she should stop shagging men. And then later, he went up to her uh-huh. and told her to fuck off. Oh um, uh-huh. gosh! And it was just gross. No, she's just a
0: politician. Such just sick. you
1: know it's you gross?
0: Like yeah. they're, they're uh yeah. Speechless.
1: um, And she was awarded 120K in damages in defamation against David Limehelm in November last year. Um, Which, you know, like, it's probably like one. Like, I I mentioned the number, although to me, I'm sure it actually ends up being, you know, I just think Mm -hmm. it's. For me, it's irrelevant. Like, the fact that he had even done that. Is
0: yeah.
1: It's just fucked up, and like Jeanette I Barry. like again, she's she's a white woman. She has a lot of privileges, and mm-hmm. yeah, white women yeah. The f- just it it really troubles me the fact that white m- women still face these kind of things because you know they they have more than what you and I have in terms of you know social capital because of their whiteness, mm-hmm. yeah, and yet they're just still so. Yeah, they're still so deeply marginalized. Uh, not deeply marginalized. Mm. They're still being, you know, treated mm. this way.
0: Yeah, just consider if it's like a. Um, oh yeah, we we didn't look up um, anything about. Uh, no, I was gonna. I wasn't gonna talk about Hillary Clinton, but I, I just something came into my mind about like the indigenous woman. You know, the politicians. Yeah. You know, yeah. Even.
1: Damn, yeah. Totally. How much
0: they have to face, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, we don't even have enough representation. Yeah, that's true. Aboriginal and Indigenous leaders mm-hmm. in this country. It's yeah. abysmal. Yeah. Like the ho- A- Aboriginal Indigenous representation across all of Australia's industry is abysmal.
0: Yeah. And it
1: fucking, like, grieves me so deeply. So mm-hmm. deeply. Um. But Hillary Clinton, uh, I mean, we can't really talk about sexism in politics without mentioning Hillary talking Clinton. about her. Yeah, I feel a bit yeah. conflicted about Hillary Clinton because I don't know, it's hard to like... talk
0: about her because you're either like, I mean, in the middle, like, I, I, I don't know how to describe this. It's like, mm. yeah, I feel related to her because she's a woman, but sometimes yeah. you know, there's a couple of policy that I didn't or her agendas on the ways that she does things, kind of, like, I don't feel it's right. Um, but it's... Yeah, it's hard to talk about her. What do you think? What were you going to talk about? Um, Hil- Hillary Clinton...
1: Hillary? Hillary Clinton is, for me, a deeply emotional subject because I cried real bad um, when she lost. It's very emotional. Um, it felt like when she lost... Um, it felt like, you know, it was a very distinct feeling. It was like the feeling that I had when I was in high school. And there were, it was one year they were voting for a a captain, like a school captain. And it had gone to the last round where, um, uh, kind of studious, unremarkably appearing boy was coming up against the popular dude, the rugby player. And the rugby player was like, you know, a doofus as they all are. Like he you would never see him pick up a book. Thick as hell. He was blonde. Um and then the the bookish other dude who was like articulate and, you know, lovely and um sort of like I wouldn't say he was more like in the beta beta group. Um and then, um, of course, you know, um, when they announced that the 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 jock, the rugby guy, had won the the role of school captain, that's how it felt to me. Like it was just a deep injustice because the person who was most deserving didn't win. Didn't that get the role. role. Yeah. Yeah, that's how yeah. it felt to me. Like, yeah, you think yeah, that yeah I know it's Hillary to Clinton, be. I know Hillary Clinton has so many different problems. And so does Barack Obama. You know, you can't. You know, it's like if you think about any politician, Mm -hmm. none of their particularly none of their beds uh, are clean. You know, but particularly uh, up against Trump. Yeah, yeah.
0: But but (laughs) God, you lost to Trump. It's like, oh my God. Yeah.
1: yeah, Um. But I guess with Hillary, because she's a woman, and I'm a woman, and I yeah, that's how I feel. You know. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. You feel that you, you want you, this... you want
0: something to happen because we're all women.
1: Yeah, even though she's a white woman, and so far, uh-huh. from my subject from position, the ideal, and,
0: yeah, and,
1: and and so far from the life that I will lead and have led, it's still it's the it's the representation. It's what it signals, you know. Yeah, it's what Hillary yeah. signals as a woman. That's what was really traumatic i would say Mm -hmm. that she had um that she had lost um and and also i guess it's almost like if she loses and she had every single possible box ticked what does that say about someone like me if i wanted to be the president the you know there's absolutely no chance of an asian woman ever potentially becoming the leader of the free world and that's deeply mm-hmm. upsetting, you know? When you see someone who had everything going for them still not have enough <laughs> based on the fact that she was a woman. You know? Like, America will, I think, needs another 50 years until it's ready to have a female president. Though well, I hope I'll live until 50. I mean, until I'm 80.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: to see that. Well, that mm-hmm. would be a very special moment. You know, representation matters. And... And people who are white don't understand that because they have spent their whole lives in a white body. They don't know what it's like to not feel seen, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Andrew Yang, for instance. Um, I'm so... Even though his policy was pretty fucked in so many ways, I'm still so glad that he was a candidate this time around because now, like, seven-year-old Asian boys in America can, can actually dream... For a future where they, if they want to, have that avenue to go down, if they want to go down the avenue of trying to run for president. They've seen Andrew Yang now. That mm, face yeah. matters, you know? Yeah,
0: the face matters, yeah, I agree. Yeah. At least Taiwan's got, we've got our female prime. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, female president really is, in Taiwan is good. Yeah, that really is very know.
1: good. That, that yeah. really is very Second good. Second time. Really, yeah. And I'm very also very happy that she doesn't have a partner.
0: Mhm. She's got dogs and cats.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, how great is that? Like, she's yeah. She's she's projecting a different iteration of being. You know, being like, a woman. Good yeah. on her. You don't yeah. have to be partnered up. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah, definitely. Anything else that we need to talk about, or should we wrap it up?
1: How do how do we wrap it up? Um, how about this? Um, what? Are you looking forward to this week?
0: <laughs> what am I looking forward to this week? Really nothing special. I might go and, go and visit mom and dad.
1: Oh yeah, it's Mother's Day but on I, Sunday. But right? I don't have,
0: yeah. I sent a package to her already. But, yeah, I saw that. Uh, um, nothing else. It's very cute. Nothing else that's really interesting coming up. Maybe... I know
1: you love Mother's Day. Why don't we talk about the next <laughs> pod? Helen think, has so yeah. many conflicting feelings about Mother's Day. Mother's Day, yeah. I oh want to talk... I, yeah, I think. This.
0: Yeah, okay. Let's just let's decide our next Yeah.
1: Pod. That's, we've decided yeah. our next pod. We're yeah. going to talk about Mother's Day. Um, I think that's really ripe material. I, I have a lot of things to talk about when it comes to mm-hmm. all these special... "Quote unquote special days that people celebrate, yeah, I know. and Hallmark and all those flower florists commercialization make, make yeah. big bucks, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna look forward to looking. Um, I'm going to, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of Richard Gere back catalogs. I think the next <laughs> one I'm gonna do is a movie. Um, I don't know, something Red Corner or something. Like, there's a movie where he is he's being held in China Tibet.
0: yeah Tibet <laughs> yeah I remember yeah or something like that really anyway.
1: is it oh okay but anyway um it looks like a really stupid movie but Richard Gere my okay. god have fun thank you yeah we'll I'll, we'll talk to you next we'll week yeah next time bye bye, bye.